Hey crew, back on the couch today on the Live Fit Podcast. I got Pia joining me today. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi guys, so I'm Pia and I'm 18 and um, yeah, so we're here to talk a little bit about my story battling with uh, eating disorder, over-exercise and severe malnutrition. Yeah, and that's, um, yeah. that's something you had experience in. One of the reasons I reached out to you was I saw a story on Instagram and I thought it was incredible um, for someone to come back from something uh, so harsh in the condition that your body was in. Um, and I think that's a really cool message you can relate back to younger females who might be going through the same thing now. So Yeah, yeah. so when you actually messaged me on Instagram, I was like, I was so surprised. I was like, oh my goodness, this famous person is actually... Because I had followed you like on Instagram and when you swiped up, that was kind of the first time that I was really open about what I had gone through because I'd always, I'd always hidden it from people and it was something that I was quite, I felt ashamed about. Um, however, speaking out about it and being more open has really like helped me realise that it's nothing that you asked for and um, speaking out about it has kind of helped me I guess, in a way, like, I don't know how to like explain it, but like yeah, that. move on and be like, yeah, that, that was a part of my life, accept it. And now I kind of, I want to share my story because I want to help other people. And the more I learned about it, the more I realized there are so many other people out there suffering with similar or the same thing, but there's just, there is absolutely not enough research or information out there about this particular I guess, illness? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It it really sad, like, because there's, um, you know, myself and a lot of clients who have gone through eating disorders and um, have been, you know, through through the trenches in that in that regard. And it's um, so common. It it's, is. Like, it's really common. There's not there's not a lot of support and understanding. Um, you know, there's probably more now, but there's still not enough for, for young girls out there mm. um, who are really struggling and battling. Um do you want to talk about how it all started for you? Okay, so basically it started when I was... It all sort of happened in year eight. Year eight was when I lost my periods. Um, like I said to you before, I got my periods quite young. I got them in year six and I lost them in year eight. But it basically started because I was doing... I was a ballroom and Latin dancer and I was competing and training close to seven days a week. Wow. Yeah. At the same time, I was at boarding school. I was doing exercise, obviously, at school through school programs. And I was also waking up early, going for runs, doing yoga. I'd come home, exercise. I did Pilates at Pure Moves in Cottesloe. Um, I was constantly exercising and then obviously not feeding my body enough. Not on purpose. I just didn't realise because I was always active. And to be fair, I wasn't the biggest fan in the food at the boarding house. So it was kind of like, if there was something that I didn't like, I'd be like, oh, it's all right. I might just go back to my room and have a snack up there kind of yeah. thing. And um, slowly I started losing weight. I didn't realize though. And um, it just went from there kind of thing. It really happened quite quickly for me. It's kind of like a spiral. Like once you start losing weight and restricting your food but not on purpose it just goes downhill and once I started losing a, a little bit of weight and my periods I was like oh my gosh this is great I can go swimming every day 
because I was also um, on the swim team at Challenge Stadium, yes, so yeah. I was swimming as well. Oh, wow, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. I can swim every day, no periods. And then I thought restricting my food would help me perform better. And back then, like when you're at such a young age, social media is so influential and I was constantly looking at girls and being like, I want to be like them. And for some reason I thought by eating close to nothing would do that and exercising crazy amounts. Um, And then it got to a point where I couldn't sleep. I was tired. I was fatigued. I had bones sticking out left, right and centre. People were kind of didn't really know how to act around me and I I felt really lonely because I was like, why doesn't anyone, you know, want to invite me out anymore? Why doesn't anyone be my friend? Um, My hair started falling out. I was constantly cold. I had really bad OCD, depression, anxiety. Like if my mum didn't answer her phone when I called her at the boarding house, I'd automatically just freak out. Um, and then it got to a point where I couldn't even carry my books around the school. I couldn't walk up the stairs. I was just, like blacking out all of that sort of stuff. It got, it got pretty bad. And, um, then the first end of first term year nine, I came home those school holidays and my parents were like, right, like something needs to happen. And they made the decision to take me out of boarding school. And I moved back home, which I was happy about because I missed my family. As much as I thought boarding school was great, I missed being home every day. And I started, I went uh, to Freddy's in Mandra. And all while that was happening, moving schools, I also got diagnosed with an eating disorder, anorexia nervosa at PMH. And so there's, there's two different types, isn't there? So, there is. Yeah. So that's the other thing. There's two different types. There's anorexia nervosa and there's anorexia bulimia. Bulimia is where girls often they binge and they purge and they go through stages of starving themselves binging. Anorexia nervosa is more like you basically just starve yourself. You don't binge. You don't vomit or purge or anything like that. Um, it's just severe malnourishment. And that's what I had. Um, and when I got diagnosed, I didn't believe I was sick. So I was fighting against everyone. I was like, there's nothing wrong with me. I don't need to be here. Like go treat, like give, give your help to someone else who needs it more than me kind of thing. And they wanted to put me straight in as an inpatient to a ward, but I fought and fought and my parents were like, no, like we'll look after her. So for a good year, they looked after me out of home. And then come 2017, I just kind of went a little bit backwards because starting Freddy's or a new school at that age, I found it really difficult and I felt like I, like... Didn't fit in. Yeah, like everyone was not accepting kind of thing and I, I just felt lonely and, yeah, so I just went through a really bad stage and I got admitted to hospital and I was there for a good six weeks um, and I hated it and I didn't do myself any favours at hospital because I didn't want to get better and I thought being skinny was everything and um, they discharged me because they said I reached my weight however I definitely hadn't there was yeah. there was definitely <laughs> things I did to you know make it look like I was at that weight which yeah. was really bad 
But I can admit that now and know that that was the stupidest thing ever. You just wanted to get out of there. I did. I just wanted to get home. Like, I... Like, not seeing your family every day. And I remember, like, on my 14th birthday crying, telling my mum I didn't want to be alive. And then I remember talking to my dad because he's FIFO. Um, And I remember talking to him one night and I remember saying, like, I don't know if I can remember how to smile. And I just, I craved happiness and I craved being around my family. Like, I just wanted to feel joy again. And the eating disorder just made me feel so miserable. Like, the way I explained it to my mum was, like, there was someone else inside of me controlling me. And Pia was way down there, but she just didn't know how to get out. And, um, yeah, it was awful. So I came back home and I went back to school and there was so many rumours, like, where's she gone? Like, all of this. And I found that difficult. Yeah, because you didn't know how to explain it to people, I suppose. Yeah, and I didn't tell anyone. I didn't want people knowing. And, um, yeah, so I struggled again and I went backwards again and I got... I actually went up to PMH just for one of my appointments. That was the other thing. Like I was constantly leaving school every day early um, for appointments at the hospital. And people were always like, oh my God, like she always leaves school early, blah, blah, blah. And I was, I was always so embarrassed of that, but there was nothing I could do. Yeah. And I remember this one day I went, mum picked me up and we just went up to PMH for my general, you know, check in with the doctor. And I was like, yeah, mum, like I've put on weight. Like I'm going great. I got on the scales and the doctor's like, you're not going home. And I'm there in my school uniform. And I remember saying like, what do you mean? She's like, you're going straight to the ward. And I remember grabbing onto that chair, screaming, being like, you're not taking me there. And um, it was such a fight and I did make a big scene and they got me to the ward and basically I wasn't allowed to go home. I had to wait for mum to bring my stuff back the next day. Mm. Um, the tube went straight in that night and they started tube feeding and it was the worst thing ever. And that time I was a lot sicker. That was when I actually ended up with heart monitors on because my heart was not keeping up. Do you want to just explain to people like what the tube feeding is like? Because that's one of the photos I saw of you, and yeah. the listeners might not know what that is. So, exactly. tube feeding—it's called a nasogastric tube, and it goes in through one of your nostrils, and you can you can actually see it at the back of your throat if you open your mouth. It goes in through the back of your nose, down through your throat. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then it goes into your stomach, and they run it from like a pump, kind of like if you get a drip in your arm. But it's through your nose and basically it's just continuous food or fluids going into your body that have calories in it. Yeah. And when I first went there, because I was so malnourished, they couldn't actually start me on proper food first. Yeah. They have to start with low calorie, kind of like an ensure. Mm. Um, and they build you up slowly over time. Then you start incorporating solids. And then you get around to having around 6,000 calories a day because they feed you while you're sleeping, the tubes. Yeah. yeah. Once you get off continuous feeds, they plug it in at night. And if you don't finish your food during the day when you get onto your meal plan, then you've got to have extra tube feeds. So yeah. it's an awful thing. Your nose Especially gets... Especially young girl. It's just that's horrible. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Your nose gets so sore from it. Your throat aches. Like, everything's dry. It's, yeah, it's not... um. It's not fun. Um, yeah, yeah, so you had to do that for a period of time, um, pretty much as soon as you went to hospital. Yep. Yeah. They started that, and then about 
for me, I was pretty lucky. I was able to go into my... Within five days, I was allowed to go into my meal plan and start eating as well. Um, like, going into... They had a group of girls that had eating disorders. Um, and then every night when I'd go to bed, they'd connect me up to the tube. Every morning around 5am, they'd wake you up to do your... Uh, check your heart um, and your pulse, temperature, pressure, all of yeah, that. Yeah. And then every Monday would be weigh-ins. And I remember that I used to think that if I drank a lot of water the night before, I'd be heavier. And then towards the end, I was like, Pia, this is so stupid. You need to help yourself. And that's when I started taking shit seriously. I'm like, I'm here to get myself better. And I hated it because the girls there were so... Like, some of them were really bad as well. But not physically, but mentally, like, mentally worse than me. I was quite fortunate where I'm quite stubborn. So once I was mentally better, I was, like, as much as the eating disorder wanted me to, like, starve myself, all of this, I was, like, PR, get your shit together. Like, I was... And that's when I said I started journaling and I started creating a diary. And that's what really helped me when I started creating that diary because mentally I was, like, so strong. It was just getting that physical point. And um, like I said, like, I was always, as a little girl, I had so many dreams. And that was that thing. I was like, I'm getting myself better for me. Like, I have too much life ahead of me and too many things I want to achieve. And that was kind of a big turning point for me. And I, I really did put up a strong fight. Um, and I eventually got out of hospital quite a few weeks later. And um, I came home got through all of 2018 all right kind of in 2018 that was a bit of a mixed year because I turned 17 no 2019 you mean 2018 though 2018 was the year I got I was 16 and I was too old to be at PMH because I was classified I was more an adult so they kind of kicked me out so I was kind of left floating by myself and I said to my mom I was like I don't want to like go to another doctors and stuff and she trusted me so we were floating and then come 2019 that was a big year that was end of year 12 I struggled for quite a big chunk of that year and then after you when I graduated from year 12 I was like that's it I'm done with school I'm done with all those people focus on me it's me time and basically that was like the best thing ever like leaving school I got on top of stuff I really stopped doing exercise for a long time I stopped my dancing I just focused on myself and started living life. And that's basically when I started getting better. Yeah. And then COVID was amazing because I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't exercise anything and I was eating more. I mean, I did still exercise at home, but obviously not as much. And, um, yeah, I mean. Yeah, now here you are. Here I am and I'm like 18 kilos heavier. Yeah, love that. So, yeah, I'm happy, strong. And, yeah, Yeah. lifting weights, which was something I feared. Yeah, you just started doing that this year, didn't you? Yeah, so this year was um, my first year getting into the gym because I was kind of like, not dancing, I'll go to the gym. And when I first started, I used to, my gym's two stories, and it's like kind of like all the cardio stuff's upstairs, weights down the bottom. And I would just hide upstairs doing my little Pilates or cardio. And, um... Then I used to see, like, these gorgeous girls lifting heavy shit. Oh, can I swear? Yeah, you can swear. That's okay. And and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, they're gorgeous. 
and they're lifting weights yeah. and they're tiny. I was like, well, if I they can do it, I can do it. And I remember like, the first time I kind of like creeped down there and I was like, oh, I hope no one sees me. And I was like lifting these tiny like 2.5 kilo, like I think they were dumbbells. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, look at me. <laughs> and, um, and then I remember after COVID, I had a PT with one of the coaches there because I was like, I want to, like, you know, maybe tone up my bum, learn a bit more. And she just threw me in the deep end. And I I, I physically cried. Like, I was like, what is this? Like, I'd never lifted heavy so, like, so much. Never done, like, anything that strenuous before. Yeah. But at the same time, I loved it. And I remember waking up the next morning, I was like, I feel good. And, like, being able to, like, lift that heavy really empowered me. And I, I think it was only like 20 kilos I lifted. And now I can like probably squat about 60 kilos. Wow, yeah. So I've come a long way from like September to like now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now I do lift extremely heavy shit and I love yeah. it. Like I feel strong. I f- like feel like I can back myself. Not only in the gym, but outside, like mentally, I feel so strong. And I just, I love the gym. I love it. It makes me feel good. And it's, it's been so awesome. Love that. And I've learned so much about nutrition. I was like, I look back and I think, I just wish that I could have helped myself a long time ago. Yeah. Because it's just, yeah. That was the reason for doing this is like, so girls who are stuck where you used to be. Yeah. Can hear how you've come out on top. Yeah. And how you shouldn't be afraid of lifting weights and you shouldn't be afraid no. of food. Get and, in there. It's yeah. strong. And the best thing is like, I would like go into the little arm area and I'd see these like big bulky guys yeah. and I'd be like, okay, I'm going. And now I get in there and I'm like, yep, <laughs> I can lift. <laughs> I love it. I walk up, like I'd happily just walk up to the biggest guy in the gym and I'll, I'll squat right next to you because I can, you know, I can lift heavy and I'm not afraid to, you yeah. know. And I love it. It's like, it's a bit of confidence. And I mean, yes, it's definitely nowhere near as much as them, but still... It's a lot more than most people. Yeah, no, nah, it's so. awesome. It's a lot more than your old self. Exactly. Being to walk upstairs, so. And it's cool because yeah. I am so petite. People kind of look at me and they think, she couldn't lift that. <laughs> and then boom, I do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Nah, I love that. What's one of your, what's one of your biggest messages to um, young girls? Um, of Evie? Do not look up to the girls on Instagram, on Facebook, in magazines. Social media is probably, yes, it's one of the greatest things ever, but at the same time, it's one of the worst things. Mm. It is so harmful. Like, people don't realise how photoshopped, how twisted everything is on, Mm. like, um... Instagram, all of those sort yeah. of things. I keep yeah. saying Instagram, but I mean, it's, it's everywhere. It's the main one that we see photos It is, yeah. but it's it's everywhere. And I see girls in my gym that are just like me. Like, they come in there, they spend hours on cardio, and then they're doing, like, their little Pilates, and they eat, no, like, next to nothing, and they don't lift weights. And I'm like, girls, like, you're not going to look at those, like those girls on Instagram. Yeah. Number one, they've got butt filler. They've got a boob job. They have a lot more meat on their bodies to get that curvy shape, and they've yeah. had a lot of work done, and they probably use Photoshop. Like, yeah, I've probably been training for 10 years too. Exactly, yeah. like me trying to put on muscle because I look at, you know, yeah. all these girls, and I'm like, well, hang on, they've been training for how many years? Like, yeah. it's not going to happen overnight. And the other thing I've learned is, like, I'm eating, like, 
a lot more calories than what I used to. And you I feel look, better? I feel better. Yeah. I'm happy. I love the way I look. And I think that I look 110% better. Yeah, you and look awesome. Like, like. I... I Oh, when was it? March was the first time I weighed myself since 2019. Wow, yeah. And I was 10 kilos heavier from March. And how'd that make you feel? I was like, well, at first I was like, obviously, you get shocked and you're like, oh, I'm so heavy. But at the same time, I was like, I don't even feel it. I was kind of like, really? Yeah, where'd it go? And then <laughs> I weighed myself from March to, I had my last body scan, I think, was it three weekends ago? It was the weekend after. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, I was another, how many kilos heavier? I was another three kilos heavier from March. And I'm like, I look better than I did then and I feel better. So it doesn't really bother me. Like at the end of the day, like calories, weight, all of that, it's, it's just a number. Like it, yeah, it honestly doesn't define anything. Yeah. And I think that's so, so important. So... Yeah, it's, yeah. It, people get so fixated on, you know, I should be this weight or I should be on this calories. And it's like, it doesn't yeah. really matter if you're not feeling right in here, like in your head or in your in your heart about yourself because you know now yourself you're happier, right? And you haven't looked at the scales for almost, you know, for months, almost a year. Yeah. Um, and then you hop on and even though it was shocking, it's like, ah, I feel better. So the number doesn't really mean much now. And exactly. And I think the best thing for me in my recovery was ditching my Fitbit. Mm. and getting rid of the scales, not weighing yourself. Like, it gets to a point, like, for a long time, like, mum would take me to the doctors because, like, I don't know, just cold or flu, infection, whatever, and, like, doctors would always be like, oh, you, like, haven't been here, we need to weigh you, and I'd just be like, I don't want to look like... Well, first of all, be like, does that... Is, like, that necessary? And they're like, yeah, it is. And I'd get on the scales backwards. Like, I didn't care. I didn't want to know my weight. Yeah. And that was the best thing ever. I mean, now, because, like, training prep... I do need to know, but, like, I'm at that point where it doesn't bother me. Like, it, it, it's not important. Yeah. So, yeah. Now and that, it's a really cool place to be because I can tell you, even just, like, a year and a half ago, I never thought I would feel this happy or be like this. Like, I'm so confident in your own body. Yeah. Like, you see like, it on your social media. Like, you, you really, um, you're really accepting of yourself now. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I do get a lot of judgment for my social media. I post a lot of bikini photos. I post a lot of photos like Work that. And, and um, like, I'm not afraid to admit it. Yeah, that's me. Yes, I may be half naked, but I don't do it in a provocative way. Um, it's everything that I do is respectful. Like it's not raunchy or anything like that. And the reason why I do it is because I was so like self-conscious of my body. I wanted to hide it. I hated everything about it. And now that's kind of my way of spreading self-love and just being like, it doesn't matter what body you have, be confident, love it. And my mum's always said to me, like, flaunt away, you got it. Because, like, one day you are going to be old and you're going to be saggy. And, yes, that's beautiful, but you may not want to pose in a bikini. <laughs> I mean, props to you if you do, yeah. but, you know. I love that, yeah. So, yeah. And, I mean, I grew up in the Pilbara up north. I was always in a bikini or running around in my undies. Yeah. And I, I just, I love all of that stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. you know, I think that's a massive thing uh, I think I see from um, uh, just females I, I come across who have ED or yeah. are going through ED. Um, them being able to be confident in like going from wearing leggings to shorts. Or, yes, yeah. Uh, shorts to bathers. Yeah. Like, 
that's like that's a massive thing I know or like a one piece to a two piece like things like that it's just like that's a massive deal to them and like even me like waking up and putting on my little shorts that I wear to the gym every time like I generally like I still have days where I'm like Peel maybe not like you look a bit this I'm like well no wear them like because it took me so long and I there was a time where I just wanted to wear what are they called that nuns wear a habit yeah, I, I just don't actually to, know, but yeah. I think they're the called a length. habit. The yeah. full, I just wanted to be covered up. Like, I, I didn't want anyone to see me. I wanted to be curled up in a ball. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, going to the gym and wearing that. I'm sure lots of people have lots of opinions, but... Yeah, hey, all, I'm there yeah. to work out, and I feel confident. So, I'm going to wear so it. so important. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so, so important. Like, that, just, to, just to do it for you. And not to yeah. do it for anyone else, because and that's it makes the thing, you feel good. Like... Learning to do more stuff for yourself. Yeah. It is so important. So important. Taking that extra bit of time. Like, yes, we're all so busy. Meditating's hard. I say it all the time. My mom's like, Pia, just you know, take a breather. I'm like, mom, I'm too busy. I'm studying. I've got work, this yeah. and that. But when I was recovering, like, I would put a time aside to, like, meditate. Like, I had a diffuser next to my bed. I'd put on, like, rain sounds. Oh, like, tropical rainforest. I love that. And I listen to like tropical rainforest, and I just like I'd breathe. I'd just be in the moment, and and journaling helped you too, didn't it? Journaling, yeah, that was a big thing. I yeah. I have my diaries from when I was going through ED, and I also have my little journals that I had. And I remember like creating this mermaid and putting seashells all on its table, and it was like it said something like set yourself free and then on the day that I got discharged I cut my discharge hospital ban off and I stuck it on there oh yeah and I still have that and like I still read my diaries and I look at them and I think WTF like it was it was crazy like and people do not understand what it's like unless you've been there but it is it is hell and it's something I would never wish upon my worst enemy like, my mum tried so hard to understand it. She read, she just, she did everything she could. She stuck by my side. Even, like, my dad tried to understand it, but no matter how much you try and you think, even doctors, you don't know unless you've been there. And everyone's eating disorder and journey is so different, so different. So you can't compare yourself to anyone else going through it. Mm. It's, um... Yeah, it is. It's a pretty hectic thing. Um, and on the outside, like eating disorder, like eating problem, just eat. Like, just eat this. Like, it sounds so simple. <laughs> <It's> like, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Advice. Like, the amount of times people would say that, or the amount of times, what I hated was when I was so skinny, people would be, tell me, like, I looked great, or like, how can I be as skinny as you? And I would go home and cry. Like, I just hated that so much. And then you'd also get people say things like, or you could get a bit more shape, or and I was just like, horrible things. They're probably just. Are you day. serious? Like, yeah. yeah. So it is crazy. Yeah, and like it goes back to show, like, because you're one of the things that really stuck out to me that you're saying was, uh, um, you didn't feel like you. It felt like someone else was in your body. Yeah. And it's like that, um, that fight or fight or fight response. Fight or flight. Yeah. It was. So it, you're constantly stressed because your body's. Um, eating away at itself yep. um, so you don't really recognise yourself because you're constantly trying to survive or in survival mode Yeah, it's it's such a blur like my head always felt like it was hurting um, and heavy I was constantly tired 
drained, like just writing, lifting my arm up to write. And like you're so dead that you just don't have energy to eat. And um, yeah, it just, you literally feel like you are the walking dead. That's the only way I can describe it. Yeah. And um, like I just think these erratic thoughts and I, and like me inside of me it would be like, why, like, where did that come from? Like, why are you thinking that? Like, it scared me. Yeah. And um, it did get to a point where I was scared to sleep at night because I thought that I wasn't going to wake up in the morning because I knew I was so malnourished. Like, my heart was constantly beating so fast, struggling, and I was always out of breath. Um, and, like, I would constantly shake my legs, everything. Like, my bones would ache. No climate control of your body. Yeah, no, like, it would be summer, and I would, we went up north, uh, when was it, I think it was 2016, mm. well, we go up north pretty much every year, but I just remember this one year, and it was, like, 42 degrees, wow. and my family was sweating, we were outside, and I remember sitting there, like, kind of in a jacket, not a big jacket, but I was in a jacket, and I was kind of not hot, I was cold, Yeah. and I would go back inside, because I'd have the aircon on, because it was so hot outside, and I'd want the aircon off. I'd be like rugging up, and people were like, "What are you doing? Like, you're in the bloody Pilbara. It's like forty two degrees outside." And I was so cold. Yeah. So. It's it's so important food, right? Like, because it controls um, everything in our body, like our emotions. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just every like body temperature, the way our the way our hearts regulate, just everything that um, every single function needs fuel. And as soon as you, and in your experience, right, as soon as you take that fuel away, your body's just... It shuts, just shuts down. Yeah, it shuts down. Yeah. yeah. And it literally shuts down to the point where you, you can't go do number twos by yourself because that's not a vital organ, apparently. So it shuts down. Any vital organ will shut down. And it got to a point where part, like some of mine did start shutting down. And your body goes in, I think it's called... Uh, called like ketosis where you produce ketones um and that's like really bad when your body gets to that point um in malnourishment yeah it's just everything literally shuts down like yeah. and you lose your hair you lose yeah. your hair that's what happened to me um you just everything gets like pardon your hair just started growing back last year was it, it did yeah. well i mean it like I didn't fully lose it, but I would be brushing my hair and it, chunks would just fall out. Oh, and like yeah. mum would like pull out enough you could make from the drain enough to make a wig. And I was I was crying because like obviously you're a teenage girl. Yeah, like yeah. everyone wants their hair and yeah. So my hair did go through a stage where it was really thin. Yeah. Mel, no, um, nourishment has definitely helped it yeah. a lot. So it's coming back. I mean, it's still it's still thin, but it's. Pretty much, it's beautiful now. (laughs) And incorporating lots of different foods has really helped because I used to cut out the most ridiculous things ever, thinking that it was going to make me amazing. And now I eat pretty much everything. Yeah. (laughs) And um, yeah, I feel way better. And the other thing is that recovering and going through this gym journey has taught me a lot more about nutrition. But I'm also now opening up to incorporating more foods that I didn't eat, which is really cool because it's scary, but like it's good. And I'm learning, well, it's really not that bad and your body needs it. 
So. Yeah. What's uh What's the future for you, Pia? The future. Well. Hmm. A successful businesswoman. Yeah. <laughs> and to be happy and healthy, live a long life. Um. But at the moment, I'm really, really focused on getting into comp. Yeah. So I. Oh, I don't know if I want to say it. That's scary. But I am aiming to do ICN next year in April, which I'm, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about. Yeah. Like, it's all I talk about at home. My family probably gets sick of it. I love but it. But I'm, I'm so excited. My mum's a little bit nervous. She reckons I'm going to turn into, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> but a female version. I'm like, mum, I'm not going to bulk up like that. <laughs> she just doesn't understand it or, like, yeah, she's not from course. that yeah. age of, like, lifting weights. Yeah. She still thinks they're going to bulk. <laughs> like, I go, mum, I did a PB. I lifted this much. And she's kind of like... Do you need to? <laughs> Dad's like, girls shouldn't be lifting weights that heavy. I'm like, Dad... <laughs> like dad <laughs> he just doesn't understand yeah yeah but Old yeah school. so competing um starting my own business i'm yeah. kind of it's all hush hush but i'm in the process of that yeah, yeah. uh finishing my cosmetic dermal science course next year um, yeah i really want to get into comp- yeah get into competing starting my own business yeah, it's all exciting. It's so exciting. And I'm so excited. I honestly am. And, yeah. you know, one day I'd love to, because gym, health, everything is my life, and I have so much knowledge on it. Um, I would like to go do a course. I can start, you know, PTing on the side. Helping girls like you. And I really want to help girls like me as yeah. well. That's like a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's exciting. I've got so many dreams and aspirations. I love that. Um, do you think now looking back, like the girl that you were would look up to the girl that you are now and just like be so proud of you? Yes. I mean, I'll admit it. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. It is like, it's such a dark time to look back on, but I look back and I just think, holy shit, like the amount I've changed come out of my shell, but change as a person is crazy. And yes, like that was an awful thing to go through, but it's a part of my life and it's shaped who I am now. So, yeah, I've just, I live with that and I accept it and I wouldn't, I mean, yes, if I could, I wouldn't have gone through an eating disorder, but like, I'm not going to change my past because... So important. You can't, you can't draw on the past because you can't change it. Yeah. So you can only really focus on the now. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it's really, it's, I think made me a stronger person for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't put up with shit anymore. So I'm like... It's the best. Yeah, and I've, and I've learned, like, it's okay to be selfish sometimes. Yes, 100%. Because I was constantly doing things for everyone else, getting walked on, and no one returns the favour. So sometimes you just got to take a moment for yourself, and it's okay to turn down things if you need to look after yourself. Yeah. So... Oh, I love that. Um, that pretty much wraps up. Is there anything um, you want me to... You want to talk about? Or is there anything else we missed out on? No. No. That's um, cool. Would you like um, any females who are struggling out there to reach out to you and yes, chat to you? Yes, I would. If anyone else is out there um, struggling with something similar, has any questions, or knows someone, please like reach out to me. You can get me on my Instagram or um, I don't really use Facebook, but I guess Messenger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd love to like, or if anyone's interested in knowing anything or my journey, reach out because I'd love to. I love talking to people and sharing it because I want to help people. 
and I want everyone else to feel empowered. Yeah. And like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I um, love it. Uh, well, thank you, Pia, for coming on board. Um, thank, thank you, you so much the for having me. No, That's been okay. awesome. Um, I'll put Pia's uh, Instagram handle at the bottom of the podcast. Please go check her out. Give her a follow. And if you are suffering or you know someone that's suffering from a similar um, situation, reach out to her. She'll be more than happy to chat to you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. <laughs>